So I have here with me, Mr. Joel Torres, creative director of Dodge Sports, MMA agent, MMA enthusiast, MMA expert, and my dear friend. How are you, bro? I'm great, man. How's it going? Good, man. Good. Like, glad to have you talking with me again. It's been a while since we could have another chat. You've been busy. Yes, yes, we've been we've been crazy busy lately. We got tons of guys and girls back to fighting, so we have tons of fight weeks. It feels like fight week is every week now. <laughs> tell tell us about like uh, what's happening right now. Yeah, I mean, so regional MMA is back. Uh, I think it's probably officially back. I, there's so many regional promotions in the United States happening. Tons of them on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, you know, so we've had a lot of, of our athletes active on CFFC, LFA, uh, and some more like local, local regional promotions. Um, so it's been, it's been pretty, pretty exciting. We have, uh, we have Justin Wetzel back. He's uh, yeah. returning to LFA next weekend. Uh, so we're, we're pumped. Man, I am pumped for that one, man. Cannot wait to see Justin Bang again. And also, he's been waiting for a fight, so he must be very excited about it. Oh, he's pumped. He's pumped. Uh, the minute we got the opportunity, it was almost like an instant yes, and, and we got the contract, we signed it, and then we were ready to go. He's He's been in camp for a while now. Um, you know, we, we weren't able to, to fight the last time we were scheduled, um, you know, due to an injury, but he's hungry, he's ready, and, and with, with Contender Series coming back in November, I think... Uh, you know, we're kind of eyeing that for him. Man, that's good. Uh, that's good. Uh, obviously, he's well prepared for this fight. Can you tell us uh, something about the opponent? The opponent. Um, so, Justin is going to be a savage and, and fight up a weight class. Um, he's going to fight at 145, even though, you know, he's a savage at 135. I think one of the things that a lot of people realize is during a pandemic, it's a lot of short short notice opportunities. Uh, and and really the guys who want to fight are the ones fighting so um he's fighting a 145er this kid's a little bit bigger um but justin's with the best camp in the world so i expect i expect justin to uh take him down and, and put a beating yeah me too man like i was asking on jock farm when where can we see him where where can we see this the fight uh the, the fight itself yeah is it gonna be on fight pass or something Yes, sir. Yeah, it's going to be on Fight Pass on uh, Friday, and uh, it's going to be streaming streaming live on UFC Fight Pass. Justin is on the main card, so um, you will see him if, if, if you download UFC Fight Pass and, and subscribe. <laughs> oh, no, I'll definitely check it out, man. Got to see that. Got to see that match. And, that match. and speaking of uh, fight cards and everything, man, you, did you see uh, the last event? Yes, last night's event? Last night, yeah, man. I... I was, it was a great card. Honestly, it was a great card. Great main card. Um, it was pretty late. It, we don't really get a lot of late cards here in Denver just because okay. of the time difference. Um, so this one actually went a little bit later, but what did you think about it? Did you finally get to watch it? I, I got to watch it. I really enjoyed it. I even saw the Adesanya fight twice. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it twice already? I saw it twice, man. You know, I really I really enjoyed it. You know, it was um it was a great card. I think there were really good fights in general. This guy, what's uh, Brandon Royval? 
Yes, thank you. That fight was that was like impressive. Oh, like, that was whoa. Crazy. That, that that dude was never stopping, was going for it. He had the really nice combinations, man. That was yeah. like <laughs> the best fight there. That uh that elbow that he gave. Oh, that was insane. That was, that was insane. So Brandon, actually, fun fact, he headlined the card that I was introduced to Justin Wetzel. That's when I first saw Justin fight. I was there live. Um, he ended up capturing the LFA flyweight title and then soon, you know, shortly after got called up. But uh, that same card was the one where I went to go scout Justin. <laughs> man, that is crazy. Cool. Yeah, that, that, that kid is insane, man. I love, the, I love how he fights. He really, he really shined in this event, man. But yeah. we got to obviously talk about Paulo Costa and Israel Adesanya. Man, is he just a great fighter, composed, technical, just a great athlete, man. It was, yeah. He controlled the fight very nicely. He was uh, super impressive, man. Phenomenal performance from him. I, he really picked him apart, like limb by limb, and, and eventually got the kill. I, I, I'm a fan of showboating. You know, uh, I'm a fan of characters like that, but, but it has to be at the right time. And, you know, I, kinda, I find it kind of hilarious that he was showboating a lot and, and went out that way but I it went exactly how I expected I think yeah yeah me too it was very exciting you know uh Paulo Costa did a good job but it's just uh easy was did a great job like you say dismantling the guy little by little when he was yeah. like kicking the legs sh uh, hitting the body and then in the end he just got that TKO he broke him down man those 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 leg kicks were brutal those sidekicks were, like, they were, it yeah. was, it was pain. It was uh, starting to wear on him a lot. Um, it was, it was wild. Even um, in the fight before that, man, the co-main event with, with Jan, did yeah. you see hit how his leg kicks were starting to bruise the ribs it's of Reyes? Wow. Oh, every, man. every time I would see those, uh, those leg kicks, man, to the body, it would sting this part for me. <laughs> Because now you can also hear the, the hits a lot more. So it was mm -hmm. like a very nasty slap there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was a, a, an amazing fight. I, I kept telling people, man, I kept telling them that I just had a feeling that Jan was going to take it. Like, he's just been the one that, that people overlooked, in my opinion, that whole time. You know what I mean? Like, nobody thought. And then uh, <laughs> to have a performance like that, man, and then call out John Jones. Yeah. That's wild. That that is true, man. Like, uh, but you know, is it John Jones gonna really fight in heavyweight? Is is it the done deal? Yeah, I mean, he says he is, right? He vacated the belt officially last night. It was for the official light heavyweight championship. So, whether he uh, fights up or eventually comes back down to fight Jan, uh, I guess we'll see. But the point is, yeah, heavyweight. I think. You know what would be interesting if he could go a category down to middleweight. And fight easy. I don't know if he if he could. That would be a brutal weight cut, but that would be crazy. I mean, his um, he has the 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 body structure, right? Like the length yeah. he has. He's thin, not like he's a muscular heavyweight. So who knows? And maybe with proper nutrition, or, or easy go up a weight. I don't know, but that match would be a lot more fun than any other heavyweight match having John Jones because. 
Yeah, well, uh, it would be quite interesting to see him fight Stipe, but I think it would be more uh, a, a better fight if he if that could happen, uh, Jones versus Adesanya. I think it'll happen eventually. I think Adesanya will probably go up in weight once he kind of, you know, get basically clears the division, you know, if he gets to that point. Um, I think I think the reason why you probably won't see Jones go down is those guys are faster. Those guys are lighter on their feet, right? Like, you go up in heavyweight, you don't see that as much. That is true. He's going to be faster. He's going to be lighter. He's going to be, you know, like, look at what uh, – Look at what DC did the first time he fought Stipe. You know, I, I think I think DC was a lot quicker probably than he may have anticipated because True. heavyweights aren't fast. You know, not a lot of them are at least. Man, so what what do you think is next for Adesanya now? Um, I think definitely the winner of Whitaker and Cannonier, but I think the division's in a really interesting place because let's say Whitaker wins again, I don't think he gets another shot. So, okay. you know, then who do you look at after that? I, I think I think there might be another middleweight fight um, that's happening that, that could also, you know, bring bring over a contender. But I think you got to wait to see how that one plays out. Because if Cannonier wins, I think he's he's the, the clear number one contender. Yeah. What about for Costa, man? You know, I've been thinking that Costa and Whiteman would be a good fight. Chris Whiteman. Chris Weidman, yeah, that would be a good fight. But let's, you know, let's be real. I think uh, <laughs> let's continue to keep building Weidman back up. I think didn't he just win recently, right? Weidman? Yeah, I think Weidman won won recently because he? he came back. Yeah, he 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 went back to his normal weight class and won, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but Paulo's too strong, man. I I probably would have advised against it <laughs> right away. <laughs> Man, I, it's it's hard to believe that that guy is in middleweight. He he's he he looks huge. He does. He actually looked a lot thin. I felt like he looked a lot thinner this time. This time, yeah. But for example, with the with the the Romero fight, he looked huge, and the one before that as well. Yeah, he's a he's a big dude. He's a very big dude. So we'll see what the future holds for him. But he looks like he's um he's gonna thin thin out and try and work on his cardio. That would make sense. Yeah, I think it's a good step, you know, for him. The the big muscular guys, they it depends on the matchup, but they don't normally do too well. Like, you know, the sport like this sport's more like for the lean, lean, lengthy guys. It's it, it's quite weird, right? Like when like did you see Justin Gaethje's most recent post? Yeah, <laughs> the the one where it's like. Is a big muscular guy, and then it's him with his glass. It's him with his glasses, and it's like you wouldn't expect, but the one with the glasses is the one that would kill you, right? Like <laughs> you find a lot of that in the sport, and I think it's, uh, I think it's awesome. It's hilarious. Very, very much accurate, though. Yeah. Because that's that. That's also part of the media. That, for example, if you, what will be the stereotype, the body stereotype of a fighter? Do you mm -hmm. think like an action figure? Right, you know, and then and then you that clear example you get guys like Gaethje, who's a real dangerous man, but he just looks cool, like yeah. a geek. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's. I mean, I've never met him, but uh, from what I hear, he's a cool guy. He trains a lot, you know. With, well, uh, yeah. Justin. 
Yeah, man. And tell me, man, how was the stay with uh of um uh, Aaron over there? Aaron, shout out to him. It was it was pretty awesome. Um, so it was the first time we got to meet. I think I really think relationship building is is one of the top three things. You know, any good agent is gonna make sure it happens when you sign a talent. Um, Aaron obviously is out in Alaska. So, <laughs> you know, we uh, <clears throat> when I did my my scouting project, he was kind of somebody who I felt was going under the radar and you know, understandably so because Alaska's MMA scene isn't uh, the biggest, but luckily, you know, the uh, promotions he was fighting for were on UFC Fight Pass. So I was able to, you know, get to see a lot of tape. Um, I think I signed him maybe six months ago. So uh, I think it was just finally time for us to meet. Came down here and, you know, the first day he kind of relaxed. Um, I guess the first two days he kind of relaxed because, you know, once you come out here and visit, you'll see the elevation will get you, man. And and you might be out, out for a day just like <laughs> dragging and dehydrated. So uh, he needed to rest the first few days. But then after that, man, it, it was fun. I drove him out to uh, Fort Collins. He got to train in a, uh, in a team setting for the first time ever. I think one of the most interesting things about Aaron is a lot of what he's learned, he's learned on his own. You know, like he'll be the first one to tell you that he learned off YouTube. Um, you know, it's just, I think you and I have talked about this before. It's just like a natural, natural fighting ability, you know? Just a, so, just a natural fighter, man. Yeah, just, just an overall, yeah, overall natural fighter and uh, savage because, you know, what I'm, what I'm starting to realize about the guys out in Alaska is there's some crazy guys out in Alaska. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He does a lot, you know, he does his hunting and he does all this other stuff. But um, yeah, he got to train at Trials MMA and, and do his, his first team ever. And then uh, he was there for two days, kind of exploring the area. I wanted him to see different parts of Colorado to see, you know, do you see yourself, well, one, do you see yourself living here? Two, do you see yourself training with this team? And three, did you mesh well, um, you know, with the coach? I think the head coach is, is extremely important in your career. So he loved it there. Um, I picked him up two days later. He came back here to Denver. Uh, we linked up with Justin Wetzel. We went out for sushi one day, and then the next day, uh, Justin shout took. Justin. Yeah, shout out to. And uh, the next day, Justin took him to Team Elevation. So, um, you know, he got to kind of experience what that team does, how they kind of run their classes, and uh, he loved it, man. He loved it. We're excited. He's most likely gonna move. Um, I don't know if it's going to be this year or next year, but the goal is to get him out here, get him, get him with a team, get him, you know, with a schedule. So he will uh, be he will be in elevation fighting. Uh, I guess we'll have to find out which one he decides to choose. Uh, I think it'll be team elevation, but he really enjoyed the area in Fort Collins in the small gym field. Uh, the small gym feel because, <clears throat> you know, not never training with the team is nerve wracking in itself. Right. So yeah. imagine your, you know, one of your first experiences ever you see, you see Neil Magny, you see Corey Sanhagen, right? Like you, uh, you become a little starstruck. And I think, uh, I think if you talk to him again, he'll probably tell you the same. Like he was like, it was, it was surreal seeing them there and kind of like seeing how it all plays out. 
I can imagine, man. But it's so good that uh, that he liked it because it could have come out uh, a different way, you know, considering that he just been training on his own most of the time. I mean, he already got used to that and just didn't click. But very, very nice that uh, he was able to click with the team, that he liked it, and then he's going to move there. But yeah. is that the fact that he's going to move this year or the next? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was maybe like day four or five. I remember he came – he came down the stairs because I, I I had him here yeah. uh, with for that week, and he was like, "Man, I'm sold. <laughs> I'm sold on the whole thing." Um, I think what what was cool that he got to experience is living like a fighter full time. Um, you, you know, you know this, right? Like you train and you still have to work to pay the bills, and you still have to have a full time job. So, um, being here and just focusing on fighting, he was like, "Yeah, like this is." what I need to be doing. This is what I need to strive towards. And uh, we want to make it a reality for him. You know, I think this is probably one of the more fun, uh, you know, relationships that I've been able to build is someone in his type of situation, right? Like we can really change his life around him, around the right people, you know, based off of our connections and, he could make his dream a reality much more so than staying in Alaska, only fighting in Alaska yeah. and, and never training with the team. Right. Yeah, man, that, that, that's, that is pretty amazing. Man. I'm very, very happy for him. He is a great guy. I'm wondering what he's going to do with his dog though. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely going to, he said he's going to take him. He's going okay, to bring him. So, um, but I know, I know, you know, he probably will, come out here get acquainted for a year and then start you know having people move as having his dog over um <clears throat> he loves that thing <laughs> his little blind <Yeah>. dog <laughs> man so there's like a lot of challenges he's gonna face uh being in the team being in the new city new people like you said the altitude man the altitude is yeah that plays a big factor mm -hmm. uh, like i was mentioning uh before in our past conversations that la paz the capital of bolivia also has high, is uh, has a high altitude and i remember when we first moved out there uh like two or three years ago my wife was with fever in two, for two days because of the altitude mm -hmm. and also the air is so thin you will have bloody noses all the time yeah and man, and I, I tried to train there. I almost died. I did, there was no air, man, to breathe. It was insane. Ugh. Yeah, man. It's uh. So when I first moved out here, <clears throat> I moved out here um, with just two two suitcases, and I remember living in like a student dorm because I came to live out with a friend. And uh, man, I remember day three was the worst. I I felt so sick. I didn't want to go out. Unfortunately, it was a Friday. It was my first weekend in Colorado and everyone was inviting me out. And man, I just couldn't get out of bed. I just felt, I felt extremely sick. Everything was dry, right? I ended up having to just sleep for like two days until my body got accustomed. And I usually tell everyone who visits me, like day three is normally the worst. And after day three, you start getting a little accustomed. But um, I think Justin told Aaron, took him like two to three months before you know the working out accustomed happened for him like it took him two to three months to really fully accustomed to 
training in altitude, running in altitude and, and all that. So, uh, yeah, it's no joke, man. Yeah, man. That's insane. That's why I'm so curious. Uh, I, I would love to, to give an opportunity to one of those fighters, especially in Bolivia and La Paz. Cause mm -hmm. I remember this kid in particular, he was 17 years old at that time. His stamina, well, he was a great kickboxer, but his stamina was insane out of this world. Mm. He would never stop. He was always in good shape. And we're talking about in the city of La Paz that the altitude is insane. We're talking about 3,800 meters above sea level. I don't know how much that would be in feet, mm -hmm. but it's quite significant. So imagine... Trans, uh, taking that 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 athlete into uh, an environment where he can learn more about the sport and learn more techniques and train with other people that are more experienced, mm -hmm. having already the technique that he has and the stamina that he has, I think it will be a great combination and the outcome will be quite good. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of the well. How's MMA in that area? Like, is it? Uh, it's it's new. It's new. It's not that big is growing now but it's not like in brazil for example no gotcha well i think i mean you and i we kind of talk about this a lot right like yeah. bringing light to the underrepresented areas of mixed martial arts because those are kind of the kids who need it the most yeah they don't really know how to guide themselves the ufc is global but it truly is based in the united states right so I think um, <clears throat> I think it's important that you continue to do that and bring light to those types of peoples and and get them more exposure because I feel like you're learning a lot now. <laughs> We've had so many talks. I mean, this one's the first one we uh, we get to record, but I, I feel like we have a lot of uh, really in-depth talks. No, that is true, man. Uh, working with you and working with Dodge Sports that has not only me but everybody in Jog Farm. Come on, Kiki, she knows now a lot about MMA. She's getting the design, what the audience likes. That's that awesome. insane. She was making right now, um, when we were talking about the Adesanya and Costa fight, she was making really good comments, like very insightful. I was like, okay, all right, you know? So uh, definitely has been rewarding working with you guys. A big, uh, we're still learning, but it has helped us define a lot more what the business model can be now and what the business model can be in the future. Yeah. So, well, definitely thank you, man. Thank you to, to Matt as well. Thanks a lot to him. Oh, of course. really man. nice working with Dodge Sports. Of course, yeah. We, we love working with, you know, people like yourselves who are really adamant and passionate about the sport. Um, but most importantly, really, you know, give a fuck about the fighters, you know, for lack of a better word, because there's not many people who can tell you with a straight face and look at you in the eyes and say, I care about the fighters and period, right? Like everything else comes secondary and, um, you know, working with Matt too, I, I've, I've got to learn so much. So I'm glad that, you know, you and I, we talk the most, so you guys are learning and, and getting more invested. So it's kind of cool for me to kind of pass down what, what my mentor, you know, has been teaching me for the last year. So it's, uh, it's exciting and, and I actually um, I have some more insight that I want to give you because I started using the platform that the UFC uses okay. uh, called Talent Bid 
and it's so similar to Jock Farm, man. It's, it's, it's wild, but I think, you know, where you're headed is still the untapped territory, you know, that, that the sport really needs. So um, I'm excited to kind of share a little bit more with you now that I've kind of been playing with that a little bit too. Yeah, man, definitely. I want to learn, I want to learn and talent bit. I'll have that in mind now. <laughs> yeah, check it out. I mean, I think it's, I think it's visible to everyone. I, um, I'll check it out. I, I started, I just started looking at it this weekend, but it's, it's pretty cool. Because that's definitely a goal that I have. I want to shine light on these fighters, on the life that they have, on all those struggles that they go through, the sacrifices that they make, you know, mm-hmm. because, man, it's, it's, a, it's, it's tough to be an athlete. It's tough to be a professional fighter and live off, uh, live off of that 100%. It's just tough, you know. And even if you're on top, you don't know what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, one big uh, MMA star that comes to mind was um, Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. You know, she was at the top. And yeah, like uh, she's a great fighter and all. People were like giving her a, t- a hard time because of her attitude and this and that. She lost, and everybody just like forgot about her. Mm-hmm. And it's horrible. And she lost it, and then they, they, they were. I know that's the fans talking, but it did affect her, right? Uh, the mental game was not as as what as it was not the same when she was winning all the time, of course. So right. it, I think she never bounced back. So that's a struggle that many face, but people mm-hmm. don't know about it. And I think uh, if people, agents, companies, whatever, have a, a, a lot more an idea what fighters do to, to, to be on top, they will give them a lot more opportunities. Yeah, no, I think, I think we're in a very interesting time, you know, pandemic aside, when it comes to MMA as a whole, because <clears throat> you have this really... Uh, I think healthy mix right now in the sport where you have a lot of veterans, right. Who come from, from, uh, past MMA, what they used to think about what they were all about, right. Like they bring their veteran, their veteranness into the cage. Then you have a lot of people who they do this for a living, but they need to have a full-time job on the side to be able to, you know, keep the bills and keep the light on at the house and make sure they have food for camps. And then you have a lot of these young kids, who went to college, who trained since they were five years old, right? And they're getting, they're getting schooling, they're getting training, discipline. Uh, there's a whole bunch of them in the sport. You know, I could name a whole bunch, um, you know, including, I think, Macy Barber. Um, <clears throat> I know a kid out here named Michael Stack, who, who I think went to uh, one of the schools out in Colorado. I know Aaron Jeffrey on our roster graduated from Brock University if I'm not mistaken he has his um he has his uh nutrition nutritionist license um if you have a lot of these really smart kids who are coming into the sport at a very young age and they're coming in so methodical man and it's so nice to work with these kids because they're not in it for the quickness of getting into the UFC now Rhonda like you mentioned <clears throat> Um, is a definitely a different example, but right, she did struggle after she lost, and I think a lot of the casual fans who watched only her fight definitely kind of, you know, forgot about her in a sense, or maybe didn't have as much faith in her. 
but there's a lot of people um, who on the opposite you know spectrum of Ronda, they come into the UFC short-minded. They take the shortcuts. They take the short notice opportunity on the same week and then they get absolutely demolished. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, was it worth it? Was it worth starting your UFC career with a loss and potentially fighting for to stay into the UFC for your next fight? Was it worth it? You know, I, I wish that uh, more fighters took that into consideration, man, because this, you know, this very well, this sport is not, you're not in this for a very long time. And if you are, you're, you're so lucky, but you got to make the best of it. And I think that's where, that's where agents come in. Cause you're not just an agent, man. <laughs> I'm a psychologist. Yeah, I'm a, yes. I'm a hype man, right? Like I, I'm all of it. I'm all of it in one. And, uh, it takes uh it takes a village to build to build the next big thing and you got to be patient especially right now yes patience well they say patience is key right you hear that all the time you will hear it always but it's it's just true patience even as an athlete is is key to get yourself out there you need to have patience and everything and Many don't, many, many don't understand it. Many, many just cannot handle it, you know? And I guess, for example, that, uh, that involves a lot of your work there, you know? Somebody like, let's say a kid, like, come on, man, like, you know, and this and bothering you all the time. Come on, I, I want to fight. I've been out here for like two weeks, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, luckily, you know, uh, uh, Matt and I, the way that we recruit, we we get really good good people on the roster and they're not all kids because a lot of them are older than me but um we go after the the ones who are in it for the long term because matt and i aren't in it just to get you into the ufc and that's it like we want to take a young talent or a talent that's right on the cusp right get them the right matchups get them the right sponsorships so that they can make it a little easier on themselves and really just kind of methodically plan the next steps, right? Like, yeah, anybody can reach out to the UFC on your behalf. But when you get there, we want a few things. We want you to feel like you're ready and you have had, you know, the experience you felt you needed. Uh, and a lot of that plays into the coaching because the, coach, the coaching staff makes a lot of the decisions here, right? Like they know their athlete the best. Yeah. And we want to make sure that, <clears throat> people know who you are when you when you finally make it yeah. like people don't understand that you need to work on your social media <laughs> like, yes thank like, you you could get signed off of pure talent but are you going to be memorable and do businesses want to work with you and you know like people can make so much more money outside of your cheap contracts on the regional scene, man. This sport doesn't pay well. This sport does not pay well. So what are you doing to make you more uh, more bookable, more appealing to a matchmaker? Man, it, it's, I think that's why you see a lot of our guys that are active right now. Look, look at all their social medias, right? Like yeah. they all work on it. They all work on it. Promoters want to promote them, right? The minute I, I give them, Nick Maximov's name, 
they go crazy. Oh, I can see how, you know, we can market him. And, and, you know, he does, he does very well with social media and he has great sponsors. So, um, man, if anything, work on your social media right now (laughs) for it. Man, you know, I've been, uh, I've been having, it's been challenging trying to transmit that message to athletes here in Finland. Mm. It's just like a different culture, different mentality. Uh, but they'll get there. They'll like little by little understand. But I think uh, I agree with you hundred percent. Your social media is super important. I always tell them it's not enough just like for you to post a pic for this and that of your training or yourself. Or it's gotta have, you need to have a certain order. You need to have a, a strategy behind it, you know, mm-hmm. in order to have a good effect. Yeah, like, and you, like you need to look visible, be bookable, be likable, all that. Right. Yeah, you got to work on your branding, man, because, you know, the last thing anybody wants is someone to not genuinely promote, you know, a brand or, or you know, you're in an interview and, and people who know you best are like, that's not you. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know, like all that's super important. And, and to me, you know, when, when we're working with sponsors and we're working with specific fighters uh and, and their plans like the the fact that they want to promote it is always at the top of the list and we work we try to uh build the brand around the brands that they use every day right because that those brands are going to promote you and hopefully you know their following are going to follow you so you know even if even if a company wants to give you free stuff like I think it's important that you build those types of connections and relationships in this game because they're going to be the ones that put money in your pocket, you know, and, and help you, uh, help you ease the financial burdens that this sport comes with. Yeah. And also it puts out the name of MMA out there, right? You know, Mm -hmm. they're like a, a lot of brands that are endorsing this MMA athletes that sometimes don't have any connection, but in once they are connected, kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, yeah, actually, so, yeah. Uh, Jorge Masvidal, dude. Um, I saw the other day that he, I think it was Jorge or maybe it was someone else, but they promoted a brand on the UFC. I think they mentioned it. And they, you know, they didn't ask them to do that, but it was a sponsor that, that they had from when they were a nobody. Okay. Like how awesome is that to see, right? Like that type of loyalty because you believed in me when no one did. And now I'm at the top of, of the game and I'm shouting you out because you believe you like that. That to me gives me goosebumps, bro. <laughs> yeah, that is true, man. That, that is very true. I remember I, I said something like that to a fighter uh, when I first started Jog Farm. It was a kick by a Muay Thai fighter, mm-hmm. uh, quite known. And I was like, hey, follow us, uh, give us some support. And that person was all the time saying, yes, 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 but never actually doing it, mm-hmm. you know? And then I even try to say it in, 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 in Finnish. So maybe there was a language barrier and she read it. This was all in text, right? But she read it and I never got a response. So at just point, I got a little bit, into my feelings. And I just said, Hey, do you remember when you first started training and that the dreams that you had to become what you are today? Remember that like 
all, the, all that support that you wanted from people, I'm pretty sure you didn't get it immediately. But how, mm -hmm. how, how big you are today, all the support that you had is magnificent. That's mm -hmm. the same, that's the, what I'm asking. Just give us some support, give us some love. Yeah. And I got that like. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, I think uh, I think that right there kind of sums up this game, though, the sport uh, of mixed martial arts. Like persistence is what's going to get you to where you need to be, because you're never going to get, you know, the response you want the first time you get it. You're never going to get the right matchup, you know, the first time you ask a matchmaker. You have to build relationships. You need to. Um, <clears throat> you need to know, you got to know the right people, man. Like Aaron could have came here to Denver and just met me and chilled at my house. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, because, because I've taken the time to understand the game, build connections and, and genuine relationships, he was able to experience that. And, and I think that's what, that's what the game's all about, man. It's persistence. It's, it's continuous hitting them up. It's, you know, continuously, bragging about your guy it's continuously okay. yeah it's, that, that's the name of the game man man now because um dodge force is always looking for that talent right tell me now brother like what is it that what do you guys want right now who who can contact right now dodge force i mean any anybody honestly anybody can i have a lot of fighters hitting me up for uh advice on on how to stay active during a pandemic um i have you know people who who do want me to take a look at them they send me their typology they send me tape um you know same with matt i think we get dms all the time so i think it's important to know <clears throat> a few things um right now i think for us we are kind of looking at uh, a few different avenues you've seen that we've probably signed about three guys yeah pandemic um, i think matt and i are really you know, passionate about making sure that the next level of talent that we bring on for Dodge Sports uh, are, is going to continue to move the wheel. Okay. I think, uh, you know, if you think about it in a, in, a, in a wheel motion, right? Like you have your talent who are under four fights and then you have your talent here who they might be fighting in Bellator mm -hmm. or PFL or like another major organization uh, that's outside the UFC and maybe they're a little older. Then you have your talent here who are like on the cusp, right? Like the Aaron Jeffries of the world, the Anthony Romero's of the world, the Nick Maximals of the world, those guys who are just like few fights away from the UFC. And then you have your, your one, you know, your guys who are in the UFC, Andre Wall. So um, we're kind of looking at the first two phases that I mentioned, right? Like yeah. under four fights, you know, really, uh, have a ton of potential right um you know we also look at your social media <laughs> kind of plug that in again like work on your social media um so so truthfully truth truth be told anyone but we really want savages we want guys who are ready to fight who want to be active uh but and also guys who are really starting to uh make some waves they just need the next level guidance that an agency is going to provide, which is, you know, fight options, sponsorship opportunities, and, and so on and so forth. So let's, be, let, let's send a big invite to everybody to join Jog Farm. That way Dodge Force can check you out. Absolutely. Honestly, that actually sounds like a good idea. 
you know, like we could do something like, uh, hey, this weekend, Matt and Joey are going to review people who want to be reviewed, but you need to sign up on Jock Farm and you need to set up your, uh, <clears throat> your profile the most accurate possible so that when we recruit, we can see, you know, your record, your losses, your wins, how you won, um, what weight class you fight in, that's important. We don't, we're an agency that uh, we don't just want to sign five bantamweights and five middleweights, right? Like we're really strategic with the numbers we bring on because we want to make sure that an opportunity we get, we don't have to be like, okay, who gets it? Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? Uh, so, so we're really strategic with the number of specific weight classes we bring on. Cool, man. I mean, that's a great idea, though. Definitely, we let's uh, let's plan it out and execute it. That would be a good thing. You know, there are like many things uh, in the works right now. I don't know if Matt has filled you in, but I have come up with some some uh, other ideas on for us to work with. You know, also for example, one of them is actually this was your idea to be able to connect these fighters and have a conversation with you, with yourself or Matt, you know, kind of like a consultancy Q&A for one hour meeting and that fighter can ask anything or everything they need or they want in order to find out what they need in order to uh, start their MMA careers, you yeah. know? That's so important. soon we're going to be offering that. So, man, thank you for that idea. Man. I still remember it. Of course. No, that's that's phenomenal. I love the direction you're getting. I think I think what's going to make Jock Farm successful is to never lose that personal touch. And I know that's hard as you grow and you start getting more and more clients. But, you know, in the meantime, continue that, uh, you know, adding that that level of personal touch that uh, – that return on investment that a lot of people are going to seek when they sign up for the site, you know, I think that's an awesome idea. And whether we sign a talent or not, I think it's important for someone to get real feedback, genuine feedback. That's going to propel them, you know, like if you're two and two, or, you know, maybe your, your, your last few fights haven't gone your way, you know, like we'll tell you, the the truth we got you got to get a win you got to get the right matchups right like don't just take matchups to take them you you i've i've uh preached to you a lot about this too right like that is don't, true don't the pandemic gets you man like you're gonna feel like man i gotta fight you like i got this awesome opportunity and it's probably the only one i'm gonna get and i'm just i just i'm itching i'm itching i'm itching but i'm not 100 percent like Yes, we're in a pandemic, but I promise you it's not the only fight offer you're going to get. <laughs> true, true. That's good to have in mind, man. Well, brother, that's it for us, bro. I want to really thank you for your time. It was a, We had a really nice conversation. Uh, let's talk more, for sure. Absolutely. You know, uh, send my best to your roommates and my best to Siri. Absolutely. And big, big hugs and love to you, brother. Right back at you, brother. It's always nice to catch up. Yeah, definitely. We'll be more in touch. I'll send an email out to you tomorrow explaining a little bit more about our future plans of Dodge Sports and Jock Farm. Sounds like a plan, brother. All right, man. You take care. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.